Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I am so grateful that you're here tuning in again. I am just absolutely blown away by and loving each and every one of you who have taken a minute to leave a review and let me know what you're loving about this podcast. Um, We're quickly coming up on a year of this podcast being out there, and this has been so much fun bringing you experts and deeper dive conversations that are hopefully helping you shift into really deeply connecting with your body and healing your relationship with sugar. So huge shout out and thank you to each of you who have, um, you know, messaged me and shared support and love for the show. It really means a lot to me. If you haven't yet, please take a minute to leave a five-star review. You can do that on Spotify and iTunes, and it really, really helps my show and me in a huge way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just so much gratitude for all of you. Now, before we get into today's interview, I want to just share a really quick reminder. I love these little weekly insights that I start the show off with, and today's is really quick and and such a powerful reminder and actually very much tied into what Reed and I talk about in today's interview is really this quote that I actually came across months ago on Instagram that really hit me, and I've, I've loved sharing this with, with my clients and in my groups, and I want to share it with all of you because it's such a good reminder I know most women and myself included, you know, have spent our whole lives hating on our body and thinking that it's working against us or there's something broken. There must be something wrong with this version of body that I got on this planet. And, you know, we spend so much of our mental and emotional time every day really beating ourselves up. So I love this quote. Uh, It's I don't know who originally wrote this quote. I couldn't find the original author, uh, but uh, it really sums up a great reminder for each and every one of us today. So the quote is, the next time you're hating on your body, try thanking it. It carried you through childhood on a diet of fruit gushers and neon blue squeeze-its alone. It's a miracle you're even alive right now. And I love the humor in that quote, but I also love the truth in that. I don't know about all of you. You know, I grew up just pounding the candy and the sugar. Um, you know, full disclosure, I've never had a blue squeeze it, but boy, did I have a lot of a lot of sour candies and ice cream and white pasta and just the sugar roller coaster and the things that I threw on my body for the first few decades that it was around. Um, It is a miracle that I am healthy and alive and that my body has supported me in being able to heal itself. And I just think that's such an important message for all of us, all of us women who catch ourselves hating on our body. Just remember what we've put it through, what the years of abuse and not looking at it from a a way to guilt or shame ourselves, but looking at it from a place of, wow, how miraculous and a place of just being able to be grateful, looking at our body, whether it's the size we want or the shape we want, or we're not quite there yet. That's okay. Just really taking a moment to be grateful for all that it's carried us through 
you know, and how much it's put up with. Because for most of us, it's put up with a lot. It's put up with a lot of harm and a lot of misuse. And now's the time where we get to thank it and start treating it better. Because we can shift. We can heal, right? This is what this show is all about. This is what I'm all about. And this is what Reed is all about in this conversation that we're actually going to have today to really empower you to understand your body's innate healing ability and how you can actually start showing up for yourself in a way that doesn't cost a lot of money and can really make dramatic shifts pretty quickly. So Before I play that interview, I want to introduce Reed. Reed is a board-certified holistic health practitioner and certified nutritional therapist. He is an expert in functional lab testing and a holistic lifestyle medicine. He's also the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course with over 4,000 graduates in 50 countries. Reed served as a health director at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years and with over 10,000 clients is now known as one of the most experienced clinicians in his field. Reed also serves on the advisory board of the American Natural Wellness Coaches Board and the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches. And today, in this amazing conversation that I have with Reed, you can really tell that he's passionate about helping people heal naturally and helping them tap into their innate healing abilities. We talk about the limitations, really, really deeply understanding the limitations that our traditional medical system has and the the lack of proper testing that our traditional medical system here in North America definitely struggles with. We also talk about, you know, why so many people, maybe you, have tried everything and are still struggling to solve their health problems. You know, maybe you're still going back to the doctor, trying a new specialist, a different different clinic, constantly seeking for somebody who has an answer to the problem that you know your body is struggling with, but only to be met with prescription after prescription and no one really taking the time to uncover the root causes. We also talk about why we've really grown up in this culture of outsourcing our health and how to finally take back control and responsibility for our healing. Uh, Reed explains what functional diagnostic nutrition is and how he uses it to help his clients in a really powerful, lasting way. We also talk about testing, right, and how to actually use proper testing and which tests to actually get if you're struggling with your health and you're noticing some dis ease in your body. And we really talk about how you can use that testing to get a full picture of your health and use it as a tool to help you heal. Reed also shares his DRESS framework, D-R-E-S-S, his DRESS framework for how to actually create ultimate health without prescriptions, without outsourcing. Um, I absolutely love and agree with this amazing framework and you're going to love it too. So I hope that you get a lot out of this conversation with Reed. I absolutely loved talking with him. And if nothing else, I really hope that you start feeling more empowered to ultimately take back control, take back the driver's seat of your healing because your body is miraculous. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play that interview right now. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. Welcome to the show, Reed. Thank you so much for coming on to share your wisdom with us today. Okay, Danny, thank you so much for having me here. Can't wait to get started. 
Yeah, yeah, this is, I know we're going to have a really great conversation and a lot of topics that we haven't yet covered here on the podcast. But before we dive into all of that, why don't you start by, you know, really sharing with us what, what got you into the work that you're doing today? You know, what, what was your journey with health and, and now into obviously doing this incredible work with functional di- diagnostic nutrition and, and everything else that you're doing? Well, thank you. Uh, like uh, most people get into the health space seem to have had some incident or health concern of their own. I was actually perfectly healthy or thought I was. You know, I was in environmental law and environment conservation, cleaning up the planet, uh, saving the world, so to speak. But mostly having to do with the air, birds, water, trees, bees, you know, flora and fauna. And so in the late 90s, I, as bad as things were, you know, I started turning my attention to people. I started wondering, what what about people? And including me, I said I was really healthy, but, uh, you know, I didn't want anything to sneak up on me, as I know some health problems do. So I changed jobs. I went to work in a wellness center, kind of an alternative health clinic in Southern California. And we had lots and lots of patients coming in the door who weren't well and were looking for something alternative. Now, I did lots of studies. I wasn't a practitioner uh, of the kind I am now. Um, I had to discover all of these wonderful opportunities to help people. And anyway, that was my mission. Uh, what I noticed right away, Danny, you'll totally, totally get this, and I hope your listeners identify too, because everyone walking in the center, it seemed, had already been to five or six or eight or ten different practitioners and weren't better yet. Now, again, I, I had never really been to the doctor except for some sports injuries, a couple of motorcycle accidents, and some dental work. So I I didn't have any chronic downward spiraling health concerns. Like all these people walking in had been, had their health problem for a long period of time, been to lots of different practitioners, weren't better yet. And I I just immediately thought, (laughs) what a ripoff. You know, like, like what's, what do you mean? You know, I didn't get it. Um, The health, I didn't know how bad the health system was. It's really a disease system, and we all know that now. But, but back then, I was surprised. And one day, I was out riding my motorcycle, really feeling the pain of all of our patients and clients coming in. And I said, I'm going to be the last person they need to see to reach their goals, to get better. And I didn't know how. But, uh, and I'll, I'll fast forward here a lot. But So what I did is I spent the next 10 years... I got a lot of certifications, but my claim to fame is I ran thousands and thousands of lab tests. And these were the alternative lab tests of the day. Now they're considered normal functional medicine or integrative medicine. Uh, sometimes it's called complementary medicine. But back then it was just, just alternative. Some people thought we were kind of quacky. And, and, but I was determined determined to get to the underlying causes and conditions and not practice medicine. So I didn't want to be anything like standard medicine. And I, so I studied that as well. What was wonderful, I'll just finish with this, was I had a lot to learn. Again, I was determined to help, didn't know how. Uh, I had a lot to learn, but I had nothing to unlearn. 
you know, you know, the problem we have today is that physicians and practitioners, there's, it's so ingrained in them how to think and how to act and, and what to do. And it's all, most of it's really not working very well for people. So I had nothing to uh, unlearn. And I just spent the next 10 years really, really uh, just, just doing everything. I got all kinds of certifications, like I said, but, but running the labs and I started recognizing patterns and I had great mentorship, but I came up, this is really important, I came up with my own discoveries and patterns about what's really going on. I can answer any question you want about that, but that's what got me started, just wanting to be the last person people had to see to get well. Yeah, that's incredible. Thanks for sharing that, Reed. And I like, I think we need more people doing that in the world. Like, we need more people with that mission. Um, I am so with you in that, and I know a lot of my listeners, you know, are in that. Like you just mentioned, you know, having gone to doctor and doctor and doctor, and nothing's being helped, and it's it's you know, it can become really deflating. Like maybe there's just something wrong with me. And, and this, this disconnection from like knowing there's something wrong with my body because I'm having some sort of symptoms. And then the doctor's telling me nothing's wrong. Um, I'm actually going through that currently with my brother is struggling with some health things and he's had all the tests run in the, in the ER, right? In the hospital and, and all the testing, nothing's wrong with him. Uh, mm. Sure. There isn't. Why is he passing out? Why does he have incredibly high blood pressure? Like just all these things. Right. So luckily he's mm. finally going into, you know, getting more, more, um, functional support. Thank goodness. So this is, yeah, this is a really, you know, important topic to understand that our medical system, like you said, right. Is, is just not set up. It's not set up to actually support our body and healing and uncovering the root cause, which is why I love like your approach and what you're doing. Um, so I know one of the things that you're doing, right. And, and actually certifying people is functional diagnostic nutrition. Can you explain what that is and how that differs sure. from maybe the support that people have been trying to get and, and not succeeding with? Yeah. So after 10 years of running thousands of labs on thousands of people and again, recognizing patterns about what's really wrong, you know, I learned to identify this entire constellation of healing opportunities. That's the, the functional phrase, healing opportunities. That's not the same as a diagnosis. You know, a physician says, here's what's wrong with you, diagnosis, and here's your treatment, usually drugs or surgery or something. Um, I looked instead for healing opportunities. In other words, what's really wrong that a person could be in charge of their own health by, by knowing, by having this data, oh, I know what's wrong. I'm not just going to take pills. I'm going to fix it myself. That's, that's our methodology. So after 10 years of that, people kept telling me, you should be teaching, you should be teaching. And I don't want to play the reluctant hero here, <laughs> but I finally said, okay, well, I, I mean, I didn't, wasn't a teacher, but I put together a educational program. And in 2008 is when I started, uh, I taught some practitioners how to do what I was doing, just how to duplicate my system, a system I developed over 10 years in office that was working really well. We were getting amazing results. And uh, the practitioners who I worked with and, and some of the suppliers, like one, one of the labs called me one day and said, who the hell are you? And I, what do you mean? He goes, well, you run more labs than any five doctors we know. And this is an alternative, you know, uh, type lab, uh, saliva testing of hormones, 
an immune system at, at that time. And I, I said, well, I don't know, I just do it. You know, like I just, I love, I love people, I love helping, and, and so I just run a lot of labs. And, it, and he said, you need to be teaching other practitioners. And he said, here's why, read. You're helping a lot of people, right? Like you're getting really great results. Yeah, amazing results. Changing people's lives. And I could give you stories, Danny, like you wouldn't believe. One after another. Uh, almost, I hate the word miracle, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Complete life-changing stuff by, by running these labs and giving people control over their own health. And uh, he said, think how many people would get help if you were teaching others to duplicate your system. And that really struck a nerve with me. You know, I had only been doing what we call FDN, functional diagnostic. I had to think of a name for it. It's just what I came up with. Now we're stuck with it. But, um, but I'd just been doing it to make us the best clinic in Southern California. I wanted to have a very successful clinic and make us look good and also to help people. And, and the idea of helping people on a much grander scale really appealed to me. I said, wow, you're right. You know, we could help instead of thousands, maybe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Who, who knows where it would go? Well, that was in 2008. And sure enough, now we have over 4,000 practitioners who are duplicating wow. and, and doing it in 50 different countries. And we're quite a quite a force to be reckoned with. You know, I have I have a strong organization around the whole thing. I have 35 employees almost 40 now really we're in different countries and continents and and we have a lot of uh, really good support and networking and and uh, partnerships with these yeah. labs all over the world and with these uh, different companies you know suppliers and things all over the world so I called it functional so that's what we have this huge community Amazing. it's wonderful really good people who help each other as well as helping their their own clients um, but uh, uh, I was just going to say that uh, my mission hasn't changed one bit. You know, it's to help yeah. as many people as possible, yeah. Yeah. to educate them how to get well and stay well naturally so they in turn can uh, educate others. And, yeah. and so it's about empowerment. It's about getting in control of your own health, and that's what we teach. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I really, really love that. And, and I want to pull out like what I'm hearing, right? This approach to this, this way of healing is really what you're saying is understanding and really believing that the body has the ability to heal itself, right? And we can actually support our body in healing. And this is a complete opposite of how our medical, traditional medical systems here in Canada as well, right? I know you're in the States, but all over the world, right? It's mm -hmm. Band-Aid approach. It's here's a medication to mask the symptom or to, to make the symptom go away as opposed to asking the question of why is the symptom there in the first place? And why is this actually, you know, what's the, yeah. again, this root cause, root cause healing, right? And uncovering, you yeah. which you're doing, right? Through lab testing and through really digging in. And, you know, one of the things that really frustrates me, and like I said, I've just been watching my brother go through this, is like even just understanding that the tests that a traditional medical doctor is are actually running are not the same as what I'm guessing you're running, right? Like even the, the, the depth of testing that they're doing and the ranges in which they're actually calling you healthy, right, are really skewed. So I wonder if you can speak to that for a minute. Sure. Yes. Well, you know, I was saying the name of what we do. I just had to think of a name. I, uh, when I started teaching, I had to call it something. Mm -hmm. 
so i came up landed on this functional diagnostic nutrition functional because it's all about functions about how you're functioning you know diagnose disease you want to know how are you supposed to function how is your organs and all these tissues and cells and systems functioning and the diagnostic because we do use the lab so i'm answering your question mm -hmm. Give it, you know, take taking a zoom out first. Functional, it's about diagnostic, but not medical diagnosis. And that's for, for uh, confusing for some people. No, it's diagnostic in nature because we use data. We use intelligence gathered from your body, from mm -hmm. the client's body, or our own if we're working on ourselves. So this intelligence. Uh, we call it diagnostics. You know, my car guy uses diagnostics. My computer to fix it, a guy uses diagnostics or gal or you know, whatever. And so we're just using diagnostic tools to to look inside the body, um, yeah. not providing medical diagnosis. That's really critical. Now, the, yeah. the, so that that's functional diagnostic, and then nutrition because it's about nurturing. It's about mm -hmm. nutrition and nurture everything from your mind and your emotions through your tissue, cells, organs, um, what have you, and uh, um, people get better. They just simply get better with that approach. So functional diagnostic nutrition. Now the tools we use are, other than great history taking, really getting to know people, yeah. really going back sometimes years so we can get all of the, uh, a complete understanding if we can, um, of a person's life and lifestyle. Now you run the labs because you need the data. You need to know about their hormones, what's out of balance, their immune system, is it over or under active? Uh, digestion, are you actually breaking down and absorbing your food? You spend all this money on food and supplements and if you're not breaking down and absorbing them, no good. So hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, how's that liver working, the kidneys, the colon, the lymph, the lungs are detoxifying organs. Your skin is a detoxifying organ. So you really need to understand hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification. And then energy production on a cellular level is really critical. And there's a way to fuel every cell that it does produce energy right. And, of course, you don't have to teach a cell what its job is. It knows what that is. That's that innate intelligence that you were referring to. And the last thing that we look at generally on a, on a general onboarding is the nervous system. It's the sympathetic versus parasympathetic. You know, people are very overly sympathetic these days because of all the ragged input they get. But um, now if you notice, I just said hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. That spells hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. <laughs> And so I'm a big organizer. I, I, I told you I created, I was investigating, I was inventing systems, you know, so I could keep it organized. And also so I could educate people coming in the office. I'm the, the, head, the head educator at our clinic. So I, I came up with these systems and easy ways to remember it and step-by-step -step processes and so that people would get that power back in their own hands. That was my goal. Uh, I'm gonna be the last person you need to see but not because I'm going to fix anything, because I'm going to teach you how things work so that you have control over those things, these functions, so functional. Di using the diagnostic tools that anyone can use, by the way, Danny, you don't have to be a physician to get lab work done. 
We created a system direct to consumer. Anyone can do this work, and any health coach can do it. You don't need to be a doctor to do that. Now, the uh, the what's equally important to investigating this H-I-D-D-E-N, all of the systems involved in your body that are really critical. Well, you get all those fixed, and you're going to be in good shape. Those are the main yeah. ones. You could add a few others, oxidative stress. There's, there's other things in the environment and the world we care about. But those six items really work well uh, yeah. and put the power back in the hands of the person to control yeah. their own health so they don't live on pills and... And, and get lined up for surgery. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so now, how do you, once you identify those elements, those healing opportunities, I call it the constellation, and this also defines us as different from other practitioners because we never run one test. We don't specialize in, let's say, the endocrine system. Oh, it's your hormones. Or the GI system. Oh, it's your digestion detox. You know, it's the it's leaky gut. You know, you have people frag. They're still fragmenting, even though they're thinking functionally. You know, this whole idea of functional medicine. Oh, it's different. It's different. No, not really. It's being practiced uh, using reductionism and fractionation of the human body down into its individual parts, and that's where it's going wrong. And so where we go. We want to, the direction we want to go in is look at the entire constellation, identify as many healing opportunities as possible, which is work, it's investment, and then there's no one pill, there's, there's no five pills. There's lifestyle and uh, holistic thinking that it's going to require five elements. And here's another one of my, my acronyms for you. D-R-E-S-S, -S, diet, the right one for you. We're all different. We need the right diet for us. We know how to figure that out. Diet, the R is rest. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just sleep. It's rest, rest your soul, rest your spirit, rest your mind, rest your emotions, rest your body and cells, of course. Deep sleep is really important. But you can rest, you need to understand rest from another perspective. Diet, rest. Then exercise goes without saying, and it's individualized. And then the two S's in D-R-E-S-S, -S, dress for health success, is stress reduction mm -hmm. and supplementation. Now, you've heard that word stress before, right? A couple times. <laughs> a couple times. You may even have think you experienced a little stress once in a while. No, never me, but I've heard other people talk now, about it. Now, in Canada, <laughs> they don't have any stress. That's good. You know, matter of fact, you know I'm Canadian, right? So, But I've, yeah. I've been in the States for 40-plus years. But, um, but uh, you know, we're joking. But w when you say stress, people think mental-emotional. But I'm here to tell you that that's important. And some obstacles... To healing are in the mind and emotions of people. Your obstacles to healing are in your mind or in your emotions. Mm -hmm. And we know how to deal with that. But other obstacles to healing is trauma, physical, aches and pains, injuries, things like that. Me, that's that would be my area of stress. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's stress caused by pain and dysfunctional joints and things. I have beat the crap out of my body. You know, the things I Probably shouldn't have been very, very dangerous things. Um, I, I just say I have a well-used body. But it's a combination of, from being a kid and 
and and the stuff we did that was dangerous um, growing up doing surfing and playing football and I did jujitsu for many years till I, I got so hurt I couldn't do it anymore but um, skiing accidents motorcycle accidents and uh, even just work I, you know you all do construction when we're younger uh, at some time in your life every man I know has done construction somewhere so anyway all of these knees and shoulders and neck multiple neck injuries multiple back um, multiple that's another type of stress and people get it but what's what you might not know is that emotional mental stress like you hate your job and your kids are a little mm -hmm. rotten whatever <laughs> just kidding about that they're all darlings of course sure but you know relationships money you know the world yeah. traffic the news you name yeah. it. so you have all that. your body responds exactly the same to trauma and physical stress as it does to mental emotional stress and there's a third type and that's the chemical and biochemical stressors of the environment which if you yeah. remember is where I started so I started out knowing like, hey, this this is killing the planet, this environment. Yeah. What about people? Well, we're subject yeah. to the same stressors that are the birds, bees, the lakes, the air, the water, you know, all of the things. So so we have mental, emotional stress, physical trauma, and that kind of aches and pains and stress. And then we have the chemical and biochemical. Our, our bodies make toxins, which have to be yeah. eliminated. Yeah. And so there's a lot of room there in the D-R-E-S-S for all kinds of stress. Diet's important, rest is important, yeah. exercise is important. People really don't assess their stressors well enough. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how that yeah. breaks your body down. And I can show you exactly how it breaks your body down. And the other final S is supplements, which I don't have my own brand, but I know an awful lot about them. I've been studying those for 23 years as well. Yeah. So, so we know a few things about what would help. Yeah. Yeah. And nowhere in there did you say, here's a prescription for something, right? Like, I, I love that. And I love that, that like those five areas could be so, you know, when you get down to the root of like what's really going on, right, with and, and having some actual numbers behind it and understanding with actual tests, right, instead of just guessing, um, like so many of us do. Um, and I really, I really want to pull out and really appreciate, right, and everybody listening that, this is something that is very unique when we think, when we bring in the word functional, whether you've worked with a functional medical doctor or this, this amazing work that you're doing, you know, this, un, it's really from this lens of understanding that we're not separate from the parts of ourselves, right? We're, we're whole beings. And I really, like what I hear you saying is when people come in to see you, right? You're like, it's not just doing a hormone test or just doing a gut test. It's, we're going to take the full snapshot because no one system in our body is working, you know, without the other, right? It is so, everything is so intertwined and affecting every, every yes. piece is talking to each other at all times. So why are we just focusing? And I've fully done this, right? Getting like, and, and maybe many of you listening, right? have done food sensitivity testing or just your hormone test or just this test here and there. And, you know, sometimes that might be like something specific that you're looking for. But if, if, you know, if you don't have the whole picture, how are you going to really heal holistically? So I really, I just wanted to, to highlight that. I think that's really incredible and very, you know, very important when we are healing and we're ready to actually take our healing seriously to be able to actually get the full picture of what's going on in our body. And that's something that most people don't do, right? And well, I've never done that. 
<laughs> you're, you're very astute, and and that's what I recognized. Twenty back in the late 1990s when I started was remember everyone was coming in, and everybody still had their problem. Yeah. And it wasn't they hadn't looked into different areas, but they were getting passed around. So they would, you know, right. for a certain problem, your your periods and your fertility and whatever, you know, oh, you go see an endocrinologist. And right. they work the way they work. And it's mostly, again, fractionation. No one's looking at how all the other systems affect the hormones. So no one's connecting the dots. If you say then to that same practitioner your endocrinologist oh you know i'm having diarrhea constipation heartburn gas indigestion bloating i've got this and that and i'm gaining weight oh well hey i'm an endocrinologist so you need to go see a gastroenterologist and right. vice versa and then that guy you're working in and something else pops up later they may even help you a little bit but oh well that's the neurologist you've got to go see a neurologist for that so that's not holistic that's not um, uh, that's fractionation, that's reductionism, reducing the body down mm -hmm. to individual parts, which doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Not as well yeah. as, it can get you out of pain, and that's not a bad thing. I, w I would never not go to a doctor and see what they had to say, but if they're just going to sort of, well, here's your prescription for your thyroid, well, yeah. then you're leaving everything else that affects the thyroid unaddressed. You're, you're ignoring right. what's really wrong right in most cases, because the thyroid is just a little thermometer uh, that, you know, that keeps track of stuff and responds yeah. according to the environment. So very often nothing's wrong with it. It's actually doing what it's told to do by, by all the um, input that you're getting. Another part, The signals yeah. that are coming in. Yeah, so, so yeah. We, we try very hard not to fractionate. And so you picked up on probably the most important thing. And as I like to say, again, it's a constellation of healing opportunities, which you might have, oh, I tested that, and I tested that, mm -hmm. but no one else that I've listened to uh, has look, said, look, all of those causal factors and healing, they're having an effect upon each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that's not measurable. And so you have to know how to connect the dots and um, and so you need training to do that. And that's why we always yeah. run a, a constellation of healing opportunities and then look at all the dots, see how they're connected, and then apply the general principles of health building. Again, the D-R-E-S-S -S affects every cell, every tissue, organ, system in the body. The entire organism is lifted up. And mm, yeah. that way we're not fractionating at all, not reducing you to one one thing we're not specializing uh we don't treat here's the word we don't treat anything no. specifically we treat everything yeah. non-specifically and that makes us um safe reliable repeatable um duplicatable yeah. you know you can you can just copy the principles and then you get yeah. you're in power you're in the driver's seat of your own health yeah yeah, and that, that's one of the most important messages for all of us to remember, right? that we do, we have so much more power than we think, and we've really spent our whole lives learning the opposite, right? That we don't know anything, we can't trust our bodies, the doctors and the food industry have our best interest at heart, and they know what's right for us, and just this total disempowerment left, right, and center, and... 
you know, what you're offering here are the tools that, you know, I wholly believe every single human on the planet needs to really get back into the driver's seat, right? And, and, and yes, get the, the knowledge. And obviously there's going to be support we need. I don't know how to read lab tests. I need someone to do that for me, right? But I can actually implement and, and learn, you know, if there is something going on for me, which is, which is really powerful. Um, I'm curious, Reed. I'm really curious as we're talking about this, and I know you've you say you've done so many tests, and I'm curious what you've seen or have you seen any patterns in what's really going on at the root of a lot of the health issues that people are struggling with. Um, you know, are there any themes that you're seeing or have over the last ten years? Like, what are what are the biggest problem areas for most people that are causing a lot of a lot of disease or a lot of these issues that they might be coming to you for? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, I always take the 30,000 foot view on these kind of questions and go, look, you're human. And human is pretty cool. You know, like we have a lot of built in um, adaptability and survival, um, uh, just instinct. In, it, it's, it's built into every cell. Again, this intelligence that, uh, is in every cell in your body uh, is the same intelligence that runs the universe, let's say. You know, the architecture, the, ar the great architect of one is the same as of the other. And there's a natural order to things. And if you just fed it what it needs, genetically speaking, um, you'd probably be okay in most cases. There are people who are broken. There are people who somehow get mutated things um, uh, when they're young, even even in the in the womb and things like that. But generally, it's our genetics. You can't change your parents, so you have them. They will never change. Wouldn't that be nice? We could have picked our parents. Even if we try, I know. I I had to quit trying a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank goodness! I I grew up with great ones. I, I I still have my my mom's ninety two. She's still going strong. Wow. Yeah, my dad passed away in his late eighties, so so I got some good history there. But um, you know, you can't pick your parents. So you got this set of genes, half from your mom, half from your dad. That's it. You don't get to change that. That test, if you ran it today, your gene test, and you ran it in ten years, doesn't matter what you did in between your genes are gonna be the same. So what dictates health is called epigenetics. Yeah. It's all the signals that those genes are receiving in a sense um, that dictate health. So what's more important, genetics or epigenetics? It's epigenetics. It's like 8% genetics and 92%. Don't yeah. let anyone tell you much different than that. It could be off by a percent or two, who cares? It's how you live in your environment. It's the signals yeah. you send to your genes. And then the result is called genetic expression. So my genes right now, I'm my next birthday, I'll be 70. So I'm keeping the signals nurturing, beneficial, mm -hmm. while I try to eliminate the bad signals. So I don't live in the city, I live in the country, I live in the hills. I grow my own food, like my grandfathers did up in Canada. I order only organic meats and things like that. I don't do any 
uh, grains hardly, uh, no gluten, no dairy, things. So I'm really controlling the signals that my genes are receiving. And they're expressing in a healthy way with good function. You know, everything from, I did lose my hair, but <laughs> I'm bald-headed. How do you explain that, Reed? Well, who knows? That's the genetics part that I had no, I couldn't control. But the rest of it, uh, my genes are expressing in a way that I'm healthy, happy. I, uh, my body parts work well. I can overcome injuries and, and to, you know, there's, there's some stuff you can break, you know, like tendons and, yeah. and things. But anyway, I hope I'm not getting too confusing here. So it's, it's us against the, the, the environment. And you have your genes. You can't can change those. But you can control genetic expression by controlling the uh, epigenetic, your, your environment yeah. around you. And it's the only yeah. way, by the way. So, yes, I eat according to my metabolic type. That's what we use. Mm. People can find out more if they want uh, at mtdiet.com. That's just a little side thing, mt for metabolic typing, awesome. diet.com. So that's how I eat. And that's how all of our practitioners eat, and that's how we tell our clients to eat. There's a right genetic, genetic-friendly diet for you. You all have different genes, right? Yeah. So yeah. then um, the rest part, I make it, um, it, it actually might be my worst nemesis is that I don't like to sleep. I think sleeping mm. would be a waste of time it, as a businessman. Hey, I got too much yeah. work to do. No, but now I realize I'm getting older. No, that sleep allows me to work better, smarter, yeah. more clear thinking, more well-rested. It allows me to exercise and do the other habits. So diet, rest. I, I make myself go to bed early. And yeah. my dad said, yeah. early to Good. bed, early to rise, work like hell and <laughs> advertise. <laughs> Yeah. So what I hear you saying, right, is really this understanding that, you know, most of the testing that you're seeing and most of the issues that are arising coming back to the question is really coming from just imbalances in in these five areas. Right. The diet, the the rest, the stress, the um, exercise, you know, just not really found these foundational pieces to longevity and health and happiness that most of us yeah. now living in the world are really, you know, disassociated from or we forget about or we just don't prioritize right and then we are developing these illnesses and then blaming our genetics which is not actually the case right we have so much power not over like you yeah. said right how we actually our lifestyle and our diet and our um you know the way we live how that how that really drastically affects what's yes, showing up so for us you're right you're absolutely right the labs yeah. tell you what's out of balance or what's wrong so to speak where things are breaking down metabolically or what have you. And they're, they're the motivation to follow the dress protocol. They're, you know, so mm -hmm. you, you say, oh, well, my hormones are out of balance. What are you going to do? Just take hormones for the rest of your life? Or do you want to try to reduce the stress, stressors and environmental things that have, that have turned those uh, things that way, that have created the imbalances? Same thing with yeah. digestion. All this. So hormone, immune, digest. we investigate those areas. And the data is very motivating. By the way, it's data that no one else is going to show you hardly. Not all together. And not how it's all fitting together. Again, connecting the dots is really important. And people even say they connect dots, but they're not connecting enough of them in, in my experience, in my view. And um, so, yeah, then you can apply these principles of healing to every cell, tissue, organ, 
system in your yeah. body, and you will. A hundred percent of the people who do our program get better to varying degrees. Sometimes they get more energy, they lose a few pounds, they sleep better, their their muscle tone, their sex life, you know, their the important things just get better. And anything left over, we continue to dive deeper into causal factors and walk that person on a path of continuous improvement. That's where the health coaching comes in. So yeah. we're a health coaching system, but we're uh, advanced, very sophisticated one because of the lab work and the data that we yeah. collect first. But you're, yeah. you're right. It's not just a prescription. Take this for three months and come back. It's here's your lifestyle, how it could improve. Let's work together for three months and then we'll reassess together and things like that. So it's an ongoing, continuous yeah. improvement plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm, I need to send my brother to you for sure. Like <laughs> this is happening with what, what he's yeah, going we, on. I mean, might this not is be important here, but I would want to know what's your main complaint. How often yeah. does it bother you? How long has that been going yeah. on? What have you tried yeah. so far that obviously hasn't worked? And then how does this affect your life? Uh, you know, what would stop you from completing a plan? Do you have any fears or um, yeah. inhibitions or it could be money, it could be time. A lot of things can get in your way. We want to sort out your life along that pathway. And then, you know, what do we, what can we uh, expect to achieve here? What are some reasonable yeah. expectations? And if you're ready, if, and then if you're willing to jump in, uh, you know, fully committed, uh, we would accept you as a client and we'd move forward and not almost ignoring what his diagnosis was. We're not the doctor. Yeah. We don't care about diagnosis. That's just a label for yeah. some symptoms or maybe even for some uh, disease process. That's fine. But we're going to work around yeah. the edges of that. We're going to empower the yeah. person to follow the principles that would lift every cell, tissue, organ, and system together. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned this earlier, and I want to come back to this before we run out of time, because I think this is really important in this world. Like when we think about nutrition, and I know a lot of my listeners are maybe currently or have in the past struggled with finding like the right way of eating for them. And I know so many obviously listening are trying to get off sugar, trying to get off processed food. And, you know, I don't know about you. I'm sure you've seen this too, right? When we get into the world of nutrition, we can very quickly see how dogmatic a lot of different um, diets tend to start to be. You know, this idea that, well, veganism is the right way of eating for everyone or carnivore is the right way of eating for everyone. And people who are in those spaces are like, this is it. Everybody needs to do this instead of actually honoring the in unique individuality of each of us. So um, I, know that, I know that you speak to this and you kind of alluded to it a little earlier, but why is it that one diet or one way of eating doesn't actually work for everyone? And how do we actually go about finding the right way of eating that works for our unique bodies? There's a lot of ways I could answer that. There, there's no intrinsic value to any one food. It's who's eating it that matters. Yeah. So there's the, let's take the Bantu uh, uh, natives from Africa. They're a small tribe. They're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. They're an indigenous uh, tribe that can be studied, like, because they eat the way they've been eating for thousands of years and actually many, mm -hmm. many millennia, you know, maybe, maybe 25, 30,000 years. That's how they've been eating. They eat off the local flora and fauna, and that's all they eat. Their diet has not been contaminated by outsiders. And guess what? That diet's perfect for them. If you look at a, a, a young 
Bantu woman, you'll see that her skin is clear, her eyes are clear, her reproductive ability is second to none. They can pop them out, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, so they're very healthy. They can work for hours or hunt or gather and, and all the things that they do with endless energy. Yet they sleep really well. And they, again, they, they kind of survive really, really well. Now, the, you know what they eat is mostly just protein, some fat. That's it, you know. In in the where they live in Africa, there's not there's no cultivation of grains and seeds and fruits and vegetables and any of this stuff. So they eat like that. That diet, it's it's not just the amount of protein and fat, but it's the makeup of that protein and fat. It's got the local those those animals eat flora, other other. Uh, fauna, but also flora, and it all comes out of the soils in that area. So those minerals, those trace elements, those phytonutrients, uh, and on top of their ratio of protein, fats, and carbs, their amino acids, their uh, vitamins and minerals, as I said. So it's all local, and it's bred into their bones. And if they eat that way, they're healthy. The minute they don't, they get unhealthy. And that's true with all of us. Now, and by, so mostly protein and fat. Now, you take the Quechuan Indians, who are a tribe of Indians from the Andes in South America. Completely different. Completely different 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 years of history. The elements in those soils, the, the again, the vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, trace elements, phytonutrients, um, and, and antioxidants and things are unique to that area. You know what they live on? Potatoes mm -hmm. and corn. And they not very much meat at all. They cultivate um, some domestic livestock, mostly for milk and fur and things like that. So they just are different. So that explains the genetic requirements or differences. You know, they're, they're just, they just have a different makeup. So... And as soon as they ate differently, you know, you move them to New York City, put them on donuts and coffee, spaghetti and meatball, uh, you know, anything else, doesn't matter. Even healthy food, they could even be shopping at organic stores. But if it wasn't the right, A, number one, ratio of protein, fat, and carb for their genetic makeup, it's been bred in their bone for tens of thousands of years. Um, even if it was good quality food, wouldn't nourish them, and not in the right way. Uh, the protein, fat, and carb, and then of course the minerals and trace elements. That's not even in our food anymore. You know mm -hmm. the soils are so depleted. You're you're not hardly getting the not only the quantities, uh, not only the right ones. You're getting the wrong ones but you're not getting the right quantities of, of all of those micronutrients. So you have a ratio of the macronutrients, protein, fat, carb, and you have the right micronutrient requirements. And if you're meeting that, you're going to be pretty, you, you have a better chance of being healthy if you don't get hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so but you, but you know, you, you, and if you eat the wrong ones, you're absolutely guaranteed my friend Bill Walcott, uh, who wrote the Metabolic Typing Diet book, says you will pay the piper. There's no way around yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are all living on, I mean, in Canada and the U.S., right? I mean, massively on the standard American diet that is not from the earth or never has been, right? And is not actually ever going to provide us with the nutrients that we need. 
Um, well, so what it, I hear yeah. you saying is is almost like actually honoring and understanding like our lineage and where we came from as well, right? And I know so many of us don't live in the country or the part of the world where even our ancestors or our lineage was from. So is this where, like, how do we reconcile those those pieces? I'm, I'm asking yes. just for myself. Like my, my family is, yeah. you know, European and my genetics are European and here I am on the West Coast of Canada. And, yeah. you know, how to kind of honor the land where I live and I was even born and raised versus like what might be genetically passed down for me from a different culture. First of all, be aware of these principles, just being self-aware that, yeah, this stuff matters and you can't just eat crap. That's super awareness. Um, real quickly, if we have time, I'll give you an yeah. example. My, uh, my cousin, I'm Reed Davis. My, my cousin, Chris Davis, uh, was a priest He's retired now, but he was an Anglican priest, uh, and he got sent up north to around the James Bay part of Ontario to to minister to two Cree Indian villages. So these are Native Canadians, first first tri first nation, right? And they obviously their genetics for tens of thousands of years required fish, caribou, or what they call reindeer, whatever they call them. Uh, you know, birds, geese, you know, uh, and the fish. Otherwise. And, and just, just enough of the uh, local fresh uh, flora that would be seasonally, uh, naturally induced. They didn't have farms. They didn't mean anything like that. So they're hunter-gatherers, pure and simple. And I asked them one time, um, hey, Chris, you know, what do your, um, what do your tribes do, your, your villages do, uh, when they're sick, do they have a medicine man? And he goes, I'm the medicine man. You know, like I said, no, I don't mean spiritually. You know, I meant because God knows what they do for that. I don't know. I go, no, if they get sick. Oh, he goes, oh, he goes, they're all sick. They all have diabetes. They're all, mm -hmm. why? Because yeah. the Western civilization moved in. They started mining copper mines and gold mines and all these. And they brought in their food with them. And the local uh, tribes people started eating that crap. Tim Horton donuts. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So so they got off the. Now they all have diabetes, and and are on government whatever. So that's the principle. That's how it happens. There's nothing wrong with those people that a natural diet wouldn't fix. And so. The answer to your question, hey, I don't know who where my tribe is. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, you, you might to some, and you can kind of guess about some things. That's why there's a test. We use two tests. Mm -hmm. We use the metabolic typing test. Again, it's at mtdiet.com. And then we use a food sensitivity test because we're so um, dysfunctional right. that we've developed these sensitivities to digestion and other problems that you might have. So we, we can get you really close to your genetic diet, really close. Mm -hmm. The rest... You got to kind of figure it out for yourself. What gives you more energy? What gives you a sense of well-being? What satiates you? Like, um, you know, I don't eat breakfast because my ancient ancestors, you know, they didn't either. They went out in the morning on a fast and they they hunted all day and they brought home the meat and they, they cooked it and ate it and, and whatever. Yeah. Um, they might have had a little something to chew on, but, but generally I try to live like a caveman. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine what our whole lives would would look like if we did that, right? Hey, I can't <laughs> Actually reconnected they, to the earth. Yeah. And... 
Just yeah. think that's someone who invented toilet paper. That's all I could say, you know? Yeah, yes. Yeah, but, everything changed but, then, know. right? We've yeah, seen what our dependence on toilet paper has done to the world in the last couple of years. <laughs> People so, got a little crazy for that. Yes. My only other answer to your question, and I know that we're running out of time, but um, is in the last few years, there was this little thing that went around. You probably heard of it. It began with the C. <laughs> the C word. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that screwed things up a lot for people. Oh, yeah. You know, that gave oh, yeah. so many bad people an opportunity to take more control over us, and uh, mm -hmm. including everything from diets and and um, other stuff. You know, trying to make us do things with our bodies and things, because there are those that want that control. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. I'm of the other mind that no, I should be in control over my body, not someone else. And so yeah. that's really changed things. And, um, and, uh, I think we need to be ever more vigilant like that. Hopefully that'll sort of die down a little bit in the next few years. Um, yeah. maybe not again, the people that got power and control out of that still want it. They're going to, they're not going to give it up back, give it back very easily. Um, yeah. but they're, yeah. they're, um, to be resisted and and you want you want to, to you want control over yours and your family's health and the way to do that is to understand what what tests the again what we do in fdn um yeah. we run labs we don't buy anyone's bullshit. uh yeah. we find out about ourselves we apply that data to explain ourselves in an individual basis doesn't explain your neighbor yeah. or even your mom or your sister or brother or kids. It only explains you. So we have the mo most utmost respect for individuality. And then of course, ep it's all epigenetics. You're not gonna find it yeah. in, a, in a tube or vial or, um, or bottle or yeah. jar or yeah. no lotion, yeah. potion, powder, pill, injection, <laughs> anything. Uh, yeah. That doesn't give you control, it gives it to someone else. Yeah, I think that's that's such a powerful way to kind of wrap things up this remark because this this first of all, Reed is like this is a rabbit hole that we can go down and maybe we have to do another episode because yeah. this is like this is this is really important as well. Um, so we'll, have, we'll we'll maybe have to put a pin in that. But I think the the message there, what I hear, and I want to echo that for sure, is just even asking yourself like who who right now is controlling your health, right? Is it the food industry? Is it big pharma? Or are you are you actually in the driver's seat of making the choices that you know are you know, um, wholly right for you. So I think like just that reminder and asking that question for yourself can be, can be a bit scary when, when we realize that the answer is, well, I've given over control to someone else. Um, and just, just starting to build that awareness. So I'm grateful that you mentioned that because I think that's, you know, it's really important just to have that awareness and for all of us to start questioning, right. And to start questioning what's, what's really going on, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And unfortunately we do live in, in quite a corrupt world, especially in the health world. Um, and we have more power than we think, right. When we start taking it back and start, um, you know, really doing everything that like Reed and I have been talking about today. So thank you for sharing all of that, Reed. It's been so, um, so insightful. I've learned a lot. I hope everybody listening has, uh, where can everybody come and find more about you and about, you know, everything that, that you're, you're putting out there and, and supporting people with. Well, we, we talked about FDN and there's a yeah. website, fdntraining.com slash beyond sugar. So fdntraining.com slash beyond sugar. Uh, that's where we'd like you to go to get more information. And I can't thank you enough for having me on to, uh, I'm honored to be able to speak with your audience. Um, it, it's, you know, you didn't have to have me on. And I know you look 
hard for the best guests, but you got me instead. <laughs> we'll take it. I'll take what I can get. No, no, this has been great, Reed. Yeah, thank you. And I'll make sure all the links um, and resources are, are below in the show notes. So um, everybody thank can go you. and go and go down, start doing some, do some investigation, look more into what Reed is doing. And um, I know you've also got an incredible podcast as well and are doing some fantastic things in the world. So thank you for everything job, that you're Danny. doing, Reed. Thank you, Danny. Good, God bless Yeah, you. really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.